right. Thank you for joining Spazzing Out, which is a podcast that I record on my phone in my basement while I'm in quarantine. Some of you already know that, but we do have a few new followers. I actually went up. I was looking at the metrics. I don't really pay much attention to the metrics uh, because it'll just make me upset that, you know, well, I guess I shouldn't be upset. I should be happy that I actually have followers, but I look at the metrics and I'm like everybody else. I want instant results. I want to do a push up, and I want to be ripped off that first push up. but we all know that can't happen. So for those of you that don't know, uh, I don't normally sound like this. First off, um, I lost my voice, which I lose my voice a lot. You guys will notice that at least 10 times a year, I will lose my voice. A couple reasons why. Usually because I yell at work uh, and get upset about something. Or GERD. Straight up GERD. What's GERD? GERD is acid reflux while you're sleeping in the middle of the night. And it bubbles up and it eats at your esophagus. And then you sound like this. All of us are overweight guys that eat crappy food before we go to bed. GERD's the worst. And there are some dudes on my feed right now that have GERD. I don't care what they say. They definitely get it. So what you should do is not eat three hours before you go to bed. This is what my doctors tell me. Don't eat three hours before you go to bed. That'll help with the GERD and the acid reflux. But every time I'll eat something because I'm hungry or I need a sweet or something, ice cream late at night, GERD. Then the next day, my voice is gone. So I sound like this, and then I strain to talk. Now, for those of you that don't know, I record my podcast Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. I publish it or uh, distribute it, distribute it every morning at 5 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now you can join me for my live feed on Facebook on my at SpazWAF page on Facebook, generally in the seven o'clock hour. Now, I am promising that I will try to get a hard start time so that people don't miss it. So that, you know, some people don't set notifications, some people do. I'd like you to join. I'm working on that. Now, I'm also working on not losing my voice as much uh, as I do. It was a problem when I used to work in radio And uh, they always used to think it was because I was a raging alcoholic, when in fact I am currently proving that I am not a raging alcoholic. I have been sober now for three days, going on four, because I don't need to drink if I don't want to. Truth is, I yell, I get excited, and I'm passionate. And the real truth, the next one is the GERD. Plain and simple, acid reflux for eating late. If you don't want to have acid reflux before you, while you're snoozing, I mean, dude, like half the time I puke up in my mouth. It's terrible. It's in my mouth. It goes into my nostrils. I can feel it burning. I know the next day my voice is going to be gone. Now, we don't have to do a whole show on GERD, but if you have it, it sucks. Uh, I don't take anything really for it. I, I would do like a Tums, but a lot of people say like Prilosec or something like that. Whatever. I deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. Some of the things that I would like to cover on today's podcast, uh, I want to talk about Gronk again. I know we covered Gronk yesterday, but I want to talk about Gronk in a different term because yesterday I played fanboy and was excited 
that Gronk was back. Now I kind of want to, I, I guess I kind of want to talk a little S about Gronk and Tom Brady because some of the stories I'm hearing out of both these guys, quote unquote camps, is that the reason that they left it was because of Bill Belichick. And I want to talk about that because I think it's BS. So we'll talk about that. I want to talk about dogs. I'm not a dog guy. And we'll get into it. I don't hate dogs. I'm just not a dog guy. And apparently dogs are going to have extreme anxiety after we all go back to work. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about a doctor in Texas that's being healed as a hero because he's sleeping in his kid's treehouse during the pandemic. I want to talk about the gloves. I've been saying this from the beginning, from the start, that gloves don't worse, if anything, I mean, sorry, don't work. If anything, they make the problem worse. And finally, an expert at Arizona University agrees with me. I'm always ahead of this shit. I love it. The eggs. I want to talk about the eggs. There is not a huge demand for eggs right now. And because of it, chickens are being slaughtered by the tens of thousands. So we need to talk about that. We also need to do the segment that for now I'm going to call new segment, How Stupid Are We? I'd like to have it uh, once, a, once a podcast. This segment will be called How Stupid Are We? And it's going to be an example where the government has to tell us not to do something because we're too stupid not to do it. You should know. For example, don't text and drive. The government doesn't have to tell you that shit. You should just know it. So how stupid are we? All right, guys, hang on for one sec, right? Right in the middle of my podcast, right in the middle of my live feed, my computer's going to die. I need to plug it in. This is this is a real-time problem. First world problem right here. While you're recording, while you're live on Facebook, while you're recording your podcast, I need to plug my computer in, which means I got to unplug my other computer because I don't have a thousand outlets. So hang on. All right. Are we good? We're good. All right. I'm not going to lose the live feed. And we're going to get right back to it. All right. Let's just start off with the Gronk stuff. Um, All well and dandy that, that Rob Gronkowski is back. But now all the stories are coming out that the reason that Gronk retired in the first place is he didn't want to deal with the Patriot way anymore. He wasn't happy with the no-fun Patriots. They're also saying that's the reason Tom wanted to leave, that he wasn't happy with the no-fun Patriots. I have a major problem with this stuff. When you want to win, right, if you want to be the best, and Bill Belichick wants to be the best, and you want to make millions of dollars, and you want to win championships, and you get paid handsomely to do it, and then you bitch and moan at the way your boss tells you to work. Now, hey, I get it. You don't like what your boss has to say? You can quit. That's what Tom did. Fuck it. Bill, I don't like the way you operate. I don't want to be here anymore. Rob Gronkowski, same thing. You know what? F it. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't like the way you operate. I think that stuff's absolute BS. This is what I'd say to Gronk. Be like, bud, first off, you had major back surgery 
when you were in college. You took a year off. Then you joined the draft. And the Patriots took a shot at having you on their team. And I don't know if you had gone anywhere else. You would have been as good as you were with the Patriots. I don't know that you would have been any... Uh, 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 you had 78 touchdown receptions with Tom Brady. I don't know if you would have got that kind of love somewhere else. And I don't know if another coach would have put you in the position to win the way Bill Belichick put you in the position. He straightened your ass out. You wanted to be a potty boy. You wanted to have fun. You wanted to go out drinking and do all the stuff. And Coach Belichick said, nope, we're business here. You're a man now. We're going to pay you millions of dollars to catch the football. We're not paying you millions of dollars to drink beers and you know and crush kegs. You're a million dollar investment. And we're going to make you a champion. You're going to go to five Super Bowls. You're going to win three of them. You're going to be a Hall of Famer. All thanks to your mentor, Bill Belichick. And then you couldn't deal. You needed to potty. You had to be me. I got a potty. So you quit. And you bailed out. You said, fuck it. If I can't have fun, I don't want to do it. Here's an example. You were on Fox News. I'm sorry, Fox Sports. And you were talking about uh, after Tom Brady, I think the Pats just won a game, right? They were nine and one. And Brady had a press conference where he just looked miserable. You went on. I wish I could play the audio. I don't have the equipment. Sorry. But you went on TV and you said Tom's frustrated and you said you didn't want to lie because that's the Patriot way where you win a game, but you got to feel miserable. You win and it's like, oh, great. Coach is pissed because on uh, fourth and on third and three, uh, I ran the wrong route. Well, that's why you win. That's why you're better. Because when you win, Bill Belichick doesn't let you get, Bill Belichick doesn't give you a pass. He doesn't say, well, you won, so let's forget about all the shit you did wrong. Nope. Bill Belichick says, yeah, great, you won, but you did this wrong, you did this wrong, and you did that wrong. And that's what makes a champ. A champ doesn't get a victory and then, you know, jump up and down and puff up his chest and say, oh, I'm the man. Champ wins, and then he sits down, and he tries to find everything that he did wrong to make it better. And if that's not fun to you, if winning games and winning championships isn't fun to you, then maybe you shouldn't be in the NFL. Maybe you shouldn't do anything at all. You should just go load boxes on the back of a truck because that job there, no one's going to give you shit. Box on a truck, box on a truck, box on a truck. But three o'clock comes by, go home. Seven to three, you're all set. But if you want to get paid millions of dollars, you want to play at the top game, and you want to win, then you need a guy like Bill Belichick. And then you need to thank, thank the man. Thank him. This is something 20 years down the road <clears throat> when uh, you know when you're 50, you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, the things that I learned from Coach Belichick about football, about life, about being a man are invaluable. And it's going to be too late then because Bill will be dead and gone. But the fact that you would leave a team that you would retire 
because you couldn't have fun or because your general, your boss was too hot on you is a snowflake move. It's a downright bitch pussy move. Now, would I say that to Gronk's face? Probably not. uh, My head comes up to his penis. He'd kick my ass. It's just not the point. Thing is, they should be thanking Bill. Tom, you should be thanking him. The, the, The TB brand is so big and so great because, yes, you're a hard worker, but also because Coach Belichick. Because he didn't let you get away with anything. He didn't let you take any breaks. When you threw an interception, he let you know it was a fucked up play. When the receiver ran the wrong route, he let him know. When you missed a block, Gronk, you knew about it. Even if you just caught a 60-yard touchdown pass, coach doesn't give a shit. He's going to say, yeah, the, the play before, when you missed a block, yeah, problem. You can't let that shit happen. No taking place off. So I take major issue if that's the fact. I don't know if it's the fact. But if indeed the reason that Tom and Gronk decided to leave the Patriots is because they couldn't handle the no fun Patriot way in Bill Belichick, then you should give back all your Super Bowl rings. Tom, I want you to take all six of your rings and I want you to deliver them back to Gillette Stadium, give them back to Bill Belichick. Gronk, take the three that you won, bring them back. Tom, take your TB12 brand, drop it off at Belichick's door. Gronk, the fucking name Gronk, I want you to take it because it's a household name because of Bill. I want you to drop it off right at Bill's doorstep and say, hey, Bill, this shit right here belongs to you. Take your millions of dollars that you made in contract money, millions of dollars endorsements, and I want you to bring it all back to Bill. Say, here you go, Coach Belichick. Here you go. It's all yours. You set the tone. You showed me how to be a man. Show me how to focus on the game. Show me when I was fucking up at what I needed to do right. He taught you how to be a winner, putting you in winning situations. And then at the end of the day, because you couldn't have a little fun, oh, because the mood around here was a little tough, Oh, because Coach Belichick said I threw an interception. Oh, because Coach said I missed a block. Oh, I gotta get out of here. I'm so unhappy winning Super Bowls. I'm just so sad. We're the best. Oh, oh, I hate it. <laughs> you guys sound like a bunch of fucking bitches. You know how many people would kill to, to have won six Super Bowls? Three? One? They'd die for it. You don't see the McCourty twins bitching. They get it. Devin McCourty gets it. He understands that you need a general to tell the bitches what to do. You need a general to put people in their place. You need someone stern. I I can imagine that Coach Belichick is probably like George Washington. I can imagine the soldiers at Valley Forge bitching and moaning about how cold outside it was. Being like, oh man, George, we just want to go home. And George Washington's like, why don't you bitches shut up? I'm out here. I'm the general. And I'm out here in the cold. I'm freezing. My wife's making you guys socks. We're going to win this war. And that's how America started. Hard-nosed general. Telling dudes what to do. And then you guys tried to bitch. You all went home. You're like, oh, man, the fucking government didn't pay us. And then the general had to get his ass out of retirement, 
read his little letter, be like, couldn't see, had to put the glasses on and say, and I too have lost my sight. I'm paraphrasing, have lost my sight in this great war or something like that. Because you bitch asses are a bunch of fucking snowflakes and you can't take it when there's a guy that knows what's going on, put you in a winning situation and you think you're going to ditch him so you can prove that you're better. What you really should do is extend your hand and say fucking thank you. But no, you ungrateful turds leave, you leave, you head down to Tampa and you want to prove them wrong. We'll see how that works when Tom starts airing the ball out instead of doing dink and dunks. Like Coach Belichick told him to do, said, hey, we play for first downs. When Arian, Bruce Arians or whatever the guy's name is like, yeah, let's air it out. Let's air it out. Or maybe you'll stick with the dink and dunk, Tom, because you'll remember the lessons that Coach Belichick taught you. Maybe you'll make other guys better because you'll stick to the lessons you learned from Bill. Maybe you'll keep Gronk from partying too much. And then you guys can thank Bill. All right, I'm done bitching about this. Drives me nuts. Plain and simple. So ungrateful uh, that these rumors are going around that Tom and Rob Gronkowski don't like Bill because of of the way he ran the team. If you don't like Bill, I can't I can't can't get I can't get off it. If you're not happy with the man, if you don't like him, give everything back. Give it all back. Let's go, big boys. We weren't happy. It was miserable. I'm so pissed I made $10 million a year. I can't believe I won six Super Bowls. Give it back. All of it. Come on. Give it back. Call them up right now. Oh, God. I'm a household name. My name's Tom Brady. Everybody knows who I am. Everyone. I think. My wife's Giselle. Dude, your wife is Giselle because of fucking Bill Belichick. You don't get Giselle without Bill. She she doesn't even come to... Bill would be fucking her, not you, if you weren't on the team, bro. You got Giselle because of Bill. Plain and simple. You got the big Bridget Moynihan because of Bill. Because of Belichick. Because he made you a fucking Super Bowl champion six times over. A Hall of Famer. The greatest quarterback ever. So, if you are not happy with Bill, then I suggest you give back all the money that you made. All of it. And all of your Super Bowl rings and all of your MVPs and hand them right back over to Bill Belichick. So disrespectful. And the same thing goes for Gronk. The two of you guys. Bro, you got taken in the sixth, sixth, sixth round. He took a chance on you. Gronk, he took a chance on you. Bro, his guy was Aaron Hernandez, the killer. Not you. He gave you a chance, and you excelled because he helped you excel. I'm not saying you got Tom is a great athlete, Rob is a great athlete, but they are greater because of Bill. Plain and simple. Everything you guys have 
is from your maker. And Bill Belichick was your maker. And then you guys have decided to turn your back on him because you weren't happy. Because Bill was just so rough on us. We couldn't celebrate a victory. Oh, he told us what we did wrong. You guys couldn't handle it. So you bailed. Now give it all back. All right. Done. I'm done on this. I, I, I just, unbelievable, man. Dude, if you gave me 10 mil a year, I, I, I'd do everything you told me to do. And I wouldn't bitch. I wouldn't bitch. I, I would. Oh, what do you need me to do, Bill? What? Oh, after a game and we win, you want me to act miserable? Okay. Oh, man, I'm so upset. I, I missed that block on, on third and one. And then we had to do it was fourth and two. And that really got Coach upset because he had to decide between punting and, and going for it. But then we went for it. We got it. And Oh, I'm so miserable. Dude, I... Fucking 10 mil? Miserable? But... This grocery work is dying from fucking coronavirus. They make 15 bucks an hour. He all whining over making, oh, it's so miserable at Patriot Place. Harumph. All right. Speaking of money, my voice is toast, man. Speaking of cash, uh, I don't make anywhere near uh, 10 mil. I'm, I'm making about uh, 10 cents a podcast. So this is the part where I ask you guys uh, to please bear with me and make it through the one commercial that I have. If you make it through the other side, my voice is gone. If you make it through the other side, I'll have got paid for doing the podcast and I'd really appreciate it. Now on the other side of the break, we're going to get to How Stupid Are We? It's a new segment on my podcast. This podcast is called Spazzing Out. I am your host, Anthony Pazioli, Spaz. We're going to get to How Stupid Are We? We're going to cover the eggs. We're going to cover the gloves. Um, we'll cover the doctor who's living in his uh, treehouse. And we'll get to extreme anxiety or extreme separation anxiety with dogs on the other side. All right, we'll be right back. Thank you so much for rejoining the podcast. You made it through the commercial. You helped me get myself one cent richer. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Anchor actually is a very good app. For those of you that don't know, <clears throat> assuming you listened to, you didn't listen to the commercial, I record my podcast on this app called Anchor. It's a podcast hoping, uh, hosting site, which will in turn pay you for doing the content. Like I said, one cent for every listen because it helps grow their brand as they help you grow your brand. And it's pretty good. Record it right on your phone. My voice is just absolute toast. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. All right, why don't we just get right into it? My new favorite segment on the show is going to be called uh, How Stupid Are We? Now, I was going to call it something else, and I and I don't mind telling you guys, because I, I, I don't even... I, how Stupid Are We is not even that creative. I'm sure I'll come up with a better name for it. I just didn't have a lot of time to think about it, and I came up with it right before the show. I was thinking about calling it USA, United States of Assholes. But I don't really want to use the country's name in a messed up way because I really love the United States. So 
I don't think I'm going to use that. What I think I'm going to stick with is How Stupid Are We? And the How Stupid Are We segment is going to feature a story where the government has to tell us not to do something that it's obvious that we shouldn't do it. For example, like texting and driving. The government shouldn't have to make a law to tell us not to do that. But we do it and we kill each other, so they had to make a law. Get it? It's just like your dad telling you not to touch the hot stove. Your dad needed ginger ale ice. Um, honey, hook me up with whatever you can. So, plain and simple, how stupid are we? I'm going to take a government story where they're telling us not to do something where we didn't need them to tell us. So, in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Fire Marshal has just put out a memo and posted on social media and in the newspapers that people should not, he urges people to not microwave their masks to sterilize them. He had to actually make an announcement to people that they should not put their cloth or their whatever material the mask is with the metal piece in it or, you know, just the stupidity is, is getting to me. That you shouldn't microwave it because apparently there has been an, uh, uh, a bunch of house fires in New Hampshire from people microwaving their masks to sterilize it. Now, the CDC suggests the best way to wash your mask is to wash it in the wash machine on the highest, you know, on the highest water temperature you can do. That's the way to do it. You do not put your mask in a microwave. Even if it doesn't have the metal piece, the cloth part will catch on fire and your microwave will burn and your house could burn down and people could die. But I feel like it is one of those things that I didn't need the government, I don't need the New Hampshire State Fire Marshal to come on TV and tell me not to microwave my fucking mask. Drives me nuts. I don't understand what people are thinking. What goes through your head that you thought it was okay to put a mask, some of them with a metal piece in them, in the microwave? File that under just... your. You are the same people that make me believe that the government has to make stupid ass laws. I am not for more government. I hate the government in my ass. I cannot stand it. I want to take them right out and throw them. But I have to live with all these ridiculous laws because you people can't think for yourself. You can't say, huh? Hmm, maybe if I put this mask in the microwave, it might catch on fire and burn my house down. For one second, you idiots can't use your brain enough to think about that. Enough of you did it that the fire marshal in New Hampshire had to go on TV, social media, newsprint to tell you morons not to put a mask in the microwave. 
Well, here's what I say. I wish that this guy didn't say anything because people that are stupid enough to burn a mask in a microwave deserve their fucking house to burn to the ground for the stupidity of putting it in there in the first place. Morons. So there you have it. That is our new segment, How Stupid Are We? And apparently we are very stupid because we think that the best way to sterilize our masks is not to wash them the proper way by putting them into a wash machine. It's a great invention. It washes clothes. It's awesome. Does it for you. You And then if you have a wife, she'll take it out of the wash machine and she'll put it in the dryer and you don't have to do shit. It's amazing. It's an awesome system. She puts the clothes in the wash machine. She turns the wash machine on, takes the clothes out of the wash machine, puts them in the dryer, takes them out of the dryer, and she folds them. And the houses don't burn. Microwaves don't blow up. It's fucking amazing. So simple. Don't put masks in the microwave. But now the government has to tell you that. You people, you boobs, need the government to tell you how to walk, how to talk, how to dress. It's It's scary because every day, every single day, we lose a little bit of our thoughts to the government because the government, it just tells us what to do because there's so many idiots, so many of you people are just walking around oblivious, stupid, that the government has to tell you what to do. This is going to lead me to my next topic, the glove, the gloves from the beginning. When the government was telling us, don't wear masks, it's not going to help you. I laughed. I said, what do you you think? I'm a moron. Of course the mask works. Why does it work? Here should be the first tip. Well, if the masks didn't work, the doctors and the nurses wouldn't wear them. So we knew you were lying to us. Could have just told us the truth. Said, hey, we can't have you guys holding the masks. We need to get it to the patients, to the doctors and the nurses. We would have been good Americans. We would have listened. We're like, hey, we're good Americans. No. You boobs all started saying, oh, the masks don't really help. Because you're idiots. Of course they help. That's why I went out and bought some. I knew. I knew they helped. I'm not a moron. Then the CDC came out and said, shit, you should all be wearing masks. And you guys were like, oh my God, we're going to wear masks. Where are I going to get a mask? I got masks because I knew. I knew they worked. I'm not a moron. Government doesn't have to tell me what time I have to shit, what time I got to pee. I know when I have to go. I can feel it in my ass. I go, oh, I got to poop. So from the beginning... I've been telling you guys that gloves, if not done properly, and most of us don't, gloves will be a big way to spread the virus. From the get-go, I've been telling people, no, gloves, bad, gloves, spread, gloves, germs. And everybody look at me like I'm a retard. Everybody's like, oh, biggest idiot. Oh, this guy doesn't wear gloves. Nope. From the beginning, and now an expert out of... The University of Arizona has confirmed it that Americans 
are idiots and they don't know how to wear or use gloves. So they're spreading the virus even more with their gloves. This is how it's happening. And this is what I've been saying from the beginning. First off, your gloves are like an extension of your skin. Whatever you touch with your hand, let's say you didn't have a glove on. Whatever you touch, it gets on your hands. And then you touch your shirt, your face, or you touch other things. Bottle of water, you put it down. Glove does the same thing. You touch the banana that has the virus. Then you take your hand off the banana and you touch the bottle of water. Well, now the virus is on the bottle of water and on your glove. So now it's on the banana. It's on your glove and on the bottle of water. Then the next thing you do, you idiots, forget that you touch the banana. Then you touch the bottle of water. Then later in the day, you go and you have a drink from the bottle of water. Boom, you got it. Next way, no one is taking their gloves off the right way. People are taking their gloves off. They take one off the other and then they touch the glove. They're touching the gloves. They're spreading the virus. There's a proper way to take your gloves off. I didn't even need to see the video. Just... I'm just smart. The best way to take the glove off, well, you start with one glove. See, you have one hand has a glove. The other hand has a glove. You take one hand. You take the hand with the glove. You start to pull the glove off. Pull it off. Then you don't touch it with the bare hand. You hold it in your hand. And the other hand with the glove. Then you take your finger. You stick it underneath the glove right you put it underneath and then you start to peel that glove back as you peel that glove back you pull your hand out and as you pull your hand out the glove turns inside out and it takes the other glove inside of it and then you dispose of it gone you don't touch shit but no dumb americans they take the glove off pink 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 they grab it pull it off then they take their beer hand pull the glove off You got it. Now, the next thing, false sense of security. When you have your gloves on, you people think that you're impenetrable. You start touching all sorts of shit. And then you forget about it. You become careless. You think the glove's going to protect you. Idiots. I challenge you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I tried not to break my concentration on reading one of the text messages, but uh, Juliana said, yeah, she feels like she's listening to sex ed. It's it's like the same thing. A condom is fucking useless if you don't use it right. Just like the gloves are useless because we don't know how to use them. All right, so now if you don't take the glove off properly, you just wasted it. Now that you have the gloves on, you think you can't catch the virus. And then you start forgetting about stuff. All the things you touched. There's a video online. I got to think that I wish I thought of the name where a guy put this stuff on his gloves and then he went about his day and then he went back with a black light and you could see all the places he touched. So the gloves aren't helping. Best thing to do. Sure. Wear gloves. Is she going to take them off properly? So I'm not saying not to wear them. Just take them off. Right. But you got to wash your hands. 
Soap water. Simple. Why do we need the government to tell us this shit? What's wrong with you people? So, again, I'm right. Gloves. They're not doing anything for you because you don't know how to use them. Take two seconds. Watch a video. CDC has a video on their website. Show you how to remove the gloves the proper way so you don't spread the virus. All right. Since we're talking about gloves and reminds me of doctors, let's talk about the emergency room doctor out of Texas. He has uh, self-quarantined himself, self-isolated himself, because like him or like me, I'm working. So I'm quarantined down in the basement. Dude, I'll touch my face all day. I'm down in the basement, um, quarantined from my family because I work. So that if I come into contact with someone that has it, it's in hopes that I won't spread it to them. He has isolated himself in the treehouse in his yard and so that he can go and work. But he just got a big news story done about him, about how he's a hero for sleeping in the treehouse. And I'm not trying to say I deserve a news story, so I'm not going there with that. I'm not some hero I haul trash. What I am saying is this dude was like, Oh, it's so tough, bro. Guy, I, I, my wife's probably listening, but tough. You're in the treehouse, man. You have to deal with your wife. You have to deal with your kids. You have to deal with your mother-in-law. You're, you're in like this is like the best time of your life. Yeah, you miss. I miss my kids. I miss my son. I miss my wife. I miss my daughter Presley. My wife's really dealing with the struggle. She's stuck in the house all day. She's got to deal with Presley all day. She's cooking the meals, cleaning the dishes, doing all the hard work. Guy, I'm kicking back. I'm watching Ozark. I'm binge watching TV. I'm reading books. I like to read once in a while. I'm shooting TikTok videos. This is the life. You're not a fucking hero, dude. You're living the life. You're in the treehouse. You do whatever you want. Your wife ain't giving you any shit. You get a pass. That's what this is. The coronavirus for you is a pass. You got the whole you got the life that you always wanted. You wanted to live in the treehouse your whole life, and now you got it, and you're gonna be like, oh, it's so terrible. Oh, it's it's rough. It's rough down here. Yeah, the base that's me. The basement. Base was tough. Man, I said that to my wife the other day. I thought she was gonna smack me in the face. I was like, hon, you don't know how tough it is down here. I thought she was going to kill me. Literally. Literally. She's up there homeschooling my daughter. Cleaning. Cooking. Serving me. Making me drinks. Dude, I'm like a king down here. I'm the king of the basement. The king. Shit. I'm going to get a crown. You know what? I'm going to buy a crown. I'm the king of the basement. Watch. If I, if, if I had a voice... I could yell upstairs, my beautiful wife, she'll bring me something down to eat because I am the king of the basement. And I'm going to take full advantage of this because once this is over, Mr. Doctor in the treehouse, once the coronavirus is gone and you got to get your ass back up and be with the family, you're going to look back on that time about how great it was. You're going to look back and be like, man, that was good. You're also going to be, your ass is going to be grass, as my father would say. Because the second I get back up there and I have to, you know, get back to my fatherly duties, oh, you're going to be paying. 
Because you know that's going to come out every time. You, you, two weekends are going to go by and you're going to be like, hey, babe, can I go out with the guys? She's going to be like, what? You want to go with the guys? You remember for three months when I couldn't go anywhere? While you were down in the basement doing TikTok videos, drinking, eating, watching TV, doing your stupid podcast? Oh, you want to go with the boys? Huh? You want to go with the guys? We're going to be paying for this for a long time. Long time. Daddy ain't going out for a while. You think I'm going to get to go out with the guys? Oh, you think that the doctor's going to have a good time? He's going to be a hero after he gets out because he's going to be kissing his wife's ass the whole time. So, Mr. Hero, I would say make the best of your little fort that you have in your backyard. Have a good time. Have some drinks. Maybe you should start a podcast and start doing TikTok and watch a little TV. Because once this is over, you are going to be enlisted, bro. Hands up. Salute yourself. Because you're a soldier after that. Because your wife is going to own your ass. Because everything that you didn't do while you were down in the basement, you're going to be doing double time. I'm going to be doing more loads of laundry than I ever did before. Cleaning more dishes. Taking out the trash. Making dinners. Why? If I ever... After this is over, bitch, about watching my daughter, whoo, whoo, it'll be the last podcast I ever do. There'll be news, helicopters, mushroom cloud over Revere. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty legit down here, pretty cool, but, you know, our wives are uh, doing everything for us right now, it, or, or it could be the other way around, your husband could be doing everything for you, so... Yeah, quarantine is pretty good. I guess I can't really uh, complain about that. All right, moving on from the doctor. We covered the gloves. Um, all right, let's talk about the chickens real quick. I want to talk about this because I love eggs. And I'm not gonna, I am not don't have a passionate speech about eggs like I do pizza. But eggs, uh, like, I, I love them. Egg and cheese sandwiches, one of my favorite foods. Awesome. Fried egg. I like I like my eggs, um, you know, over medium sometimes, but sometimes it's over hard because I like to take the middle out and just eat it like that. But uh, apparently the demand for eggs is so down that uh, farms that produce the eggs are killing chickens by the hundreds of thousands. One farm wiped out 60, 61,000 chickens yesterday. Now, the good news is at least the chickens aren't going to waste. They're not coming to us to be eaten as human food. At this farm, they killed the chickens and they're using it for dog food. But we're not the only ones affected. The chickens, are get, they're going to get slaughtered anyways. But um, they were premature slaughtered because typically farms that produce eggs, they don't kill the chicken until like two or three years down the road after they're, you know, because they don't, really, once they stop producing eggs, then they get killed and they end up dog food. So... It's going to happen anyways, but what, now this farm's going to go out of business. So it's a smaller farm, right? And they were contracted out to a bigger company, and they just came and they were like, hey, we don't need you. We don't need your business. We're going to end the turkeys, uh, the chickens. It's over. So this the, the effect of uh, the restaurants being closed is affecting the economy big time. In terms of, one, the people that worked at the restaurants. Two, the business owners that own the restaurants are going under. Three... The food that we don't need. I mean, there are milk farms that are dumping milk out. They don't have anywhere to put it. 
the demand for it's gone, so they're just dumping it like it's like oil. They don't, they don't, it's they don't know what to do with it, so they're wasting it. Uh, farms that make um, lettuce, they're just plowing over the crop because they don't have anywhere to send it because the the uh, the restaurants aren't buying it, and you can't stockpile that shit because it'll go bad. So this is starting to become really devastating for the farms uh, of the country. And another thing to go along with the economy is the states. Uh, a lot of states are in some big-ass trouble. Tax revenues are down. People are not buying. So therefore, the states are not making any revenue. Um, there's no other way. I, 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 just, I, was, I was thinking about it for a second. I'm like, uh, other things. No, there is no other things. The way that the government makes money is by taxes. States make money by having a sales tax, income tax and sales tax. I know that they make money off property. Well, property tax really only goes to the local, um, uh, to the cities. So no one's buying anything. Revenues are down. Cities are running out of money. They're having problems paying their pensions. They're having problems paying their employees. They're having problems because they have no revenue. So they're looking to the government for a bailout. Now, a bailout bill is about to come through. It's going to get voted on Thursday. But the provisions to help the states was pushed out by Mitch McConnell. Uh, the majority in the Senate for the Republicans, well, he's just the majority leader because the Republicans are the majority in the Senate. Put that shit on hold. He said, uh, hold on. Now, at the same time, President Trump is telling the states, we're going to help you guys out. If states start filing bankruptcy, it's a very big problem. First off, it's a big problem because banks or countries or whoever is loaning the money, these securities or these bonds to the states will not loan the money or their interest rates will go through the roof if states are allowed to file bankruptcy because bankruptcy basically wipes the debt gone, gives the state a free and clear start. And along with that, tens of thousands of fucking people will lose their pensions. Gone. Dust. See ya. So, the government is probably going to bail out the states. They're asking for about $500 billion, not each, just collectively, to help them get through this time. Where is the government going to get that money? The federal government is just like the state government. Tax revenue. That's where they get their money. From taxes. No one's paying taxes. Nobody's working. No one's buying goods to feed the states. So now businesses are going out of business. And now government is going out of business. We need to find a way to get back to work and to start buying stuff. And the way to do that is tests. We need to start testing people. We have Brad, who's on my who's on my feed, says, fuck that, print that shit. I know he's just kidding. Wish we could just do that. Doesn't work that way. We need to get back to work and we need to stop buying stuff. So we need to get the tests. And I already talked about this before. You have airlines and you have uh, Jeff 
Bazo, Bozo, Bezo, whatever the hell his name is, at Amazon, creating his own lab to test people. I, I think that fuck bailing everybody out. Take all that money, buy the tests, get the tests, and then we can get back to work. It's disgusting. Because for everybody, I just want you guys to realize this. I, I, I do not believe in socialism. I do not believe in government handouts. But that's what this is. These are government handouts. It's uh, wealthy welfare. I, I don't know how else to put it. The government is, is bailing everyone out. Maybe they should. I, I, I don't think they should go bankrupt because if they go bankrupt, these people that work their asses off for their pensions are going to lose them. The unions are going to lose their mind. But it, it, corporate welfare is what they call it, right? Well, now it's, a, it's state government welfare. But the money has to come from somewhere. And if 30, uh, 22 million of us are unemployed, we're not paying taxes. So we need to get back to work and we need to get the tests. And if you can work, work. I'm serious. If you're just staying at home because, you know, you're lucky enough where you can BS it and stay home and collect unemployment, don't. Go to work. As long as you can be safe, go to work. If you work in an industry where you can work and keep your job and still go out and buy goods and services, you need to do it. We need your help. The American people need it. We have to do it. I Thank you to everybody that uses Take Chunk because I take that money and I buy stuff. I keep the economy going. I buy. I'm out spending my money. Maybe I should buy a new t-shirt, but I buy. All right, we covered that. There was one other thing. Let me see. Oh, dogs. That'll be the last thing we talk about. Let's talk about the dogs. Okay. A lot of Americans are dog people. I am not a dog person. Does not mean that I don't like dogs. I happen to love dogs. I think they're a great pet. I just realize that I don't have enough time to take care of a dog. This means I am up. Generally, sometime between 4.30 and 5 in the morning. I'm out of the house by 5.30. I usually don't get home till 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock. I don't have time for a dog. I can't be gone 12 hours and have a dog. I, they need to be walked before you go to work. They need to be walked lunch. They need to be walked at night, fed, all that stuff. It's not fear of the dog to be trapped in the house all day long because I can't be there. Now, that's one of the reasons I don't have a dog. The other reason, well, wait, wait, I should back this up. I actually have two dogs. I have Scout and Betty. They're not my dogs. They're my wife's dogs. So, the, the, the next reason I don't really like having a dog is at 4.30 in the morning, I, I don't wake up and go, yeah, yeah, I'm pumped. Let's go take the dogs for a walk. 4.30 in the morning. No, no. No, I'm not excited to walk the dogs at 4.30 in the morning. Matter of fact, it's the last fucking thing I could ever imagine I'd want to do. Then, say I had dogs. They were my responsibility. And I worked a 12-hour day. And I got home. I just worked my ass off. And I'm not like, booyah, let's go in the house. Clean up all the dog piss and all the dog shit. No, I don't want to do it. No. And then, I certainly don't want to walk the dog at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. 
because I'm already beat. So I am not a dog person. Nothing against them. Just don't have time for them. None. Whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it's clearly stated in my house that if I do anything to take care of the dogs, it's a favor. That's what I say. I go, I will do you a favor and walk the dog. Many times have I stepped over dog shit and piss in my house because they're not my dogs and I refuse to take care of them. I do help out if Kaylee asks me because I love her. But I just don't want dogs. I don't. It's another mouth to feed. Cost money. Loot that I don't want to spend. And time and companionship that I don't fucking have. So, nothing against them. Nothing against them at all. Just not for me. I like petting other people's dogs. You can bring your dog to my house. It's cool. I'm like a grandparent. I love my, I would love my grandson to death because I can give him back. Say, here, take him. Get him out of here. Now, this brings me to this. People who are dog people are spending a lot of time with their dogs because they're home and dogs are going to suffer from extreme separation anxiety. Once we all go back to work, your dog's going to miss you. So, Plan on letting your dogs down or having a miserable, upset dog because you spent all this time with them and most of the time you ignore your dog because you know that most of you work a long day and most of you come home and yell at your dog for shitting and pissing when it's your fault because you left them in the house too long. You left them there. You are the reason the dog peed there because you had a long day and you weren't considerate enough to understand that you don't have the time to take care of the dog. There should be a test before you get a dog. How much time do you have? First question should say, what do you do for a living? You might say something like, I'm a police officer. And I would say, you don't have enough time. Bye. You might say, I'm a waiter or, or a bartender. You don't have enough time. Bye. I'm a doctor. Next. Now, if you said, I'm a teacher, I would say, shit, you got plenty of time. You got all summer. You get to school 7.30. You're going to get home at like 2.30. Fantastic. You get a dog. Go ahead. No problem. You got plenty of time. Awesome. I'm retired. Oh, you don't have a job? Great. You get a dog. You have the time. I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's all you really need to ask them. What do you do for a living? Just say, what do you do? Well, I, I, I'm the mayor. Oh yeah, bro. You definitely don't have time. All you do is work 24 seven. The only reason you want to have a dog is so you can have a photo of it in your campaign fucking uh, brochure. No, you don't get a dog. It's not that tough. Dogs can't take care of themselves. Kids grow up. Kids are acceptable. You got to deal with that little shit till he's like five or six. Then it, that's it. Once the once a kid can get into the fridge by himself, you're on. You're done. I don't know. You can get your own drink. You don't need me. See ya, Dad. Get me water. No, I saw you get water earlier. I'll never get you water ever again, ever. No. See ya. And the second you make a buck, the second you learn how to make money, don't ever ask me for money again. So. For those of you that are spending a lot of time with your dog, you might want to consider spending a little less time with your dog so it's not as burdensome 
on your dog when you go back to work. Or think about phasing your dog into seeing you less slowly so that your dog doesn't have anxiety for those people that actually care for animals and are good dog owners and actually have time to care for the dogs and didn't just buy a dog because they needed a companion for a couple of hours and made a huge mistake. All right, there you have it. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on Spazzing Out, which I record Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. And while I record it, I am doing a Facebook Live on my at SpazWAF page, which you can watch me do it live and you can interact with me. Elsewise, you're just listening to it on the podcast, which you can get Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Uh, there are links for it on my website, which is anthonypaziali.com. I would urge that you would at least do me the favor of just taking it a listen as the podcast continues to grow. I really appreciate the people that have supported me from the get-go. I should give a special shout-out to Pam. Real quick, my neighbor, my drinking buddy Pam, listens to my podcast, and uh, she critiques it, and I appreciate her critiques because it does help me get better. Um, So, Pam, if you hear this, thank you so much. Thank you for having a few drinks with me. Pam and uh, her wife, Catherine, are my neighbors. Um, they're my lesbian neighbors. I don't know why I feel the need to say that they're, they're lesbians. I should probably just say they're my neighbors. But um, I love them. They're awesome. They're very kind. I, I basically live over there. I'm there, you know. Well, not so much now because of the quarantine thing. But summertime, fires, drinks. Uh, I drink with Pam. Catherine usually makes the drinks. Pam does too. But normally, Pam and I will be shooting the shit about something, and I'll ask Kaylee to get me a drink, and she won't, and then Catherine will kindly always make me one. So thank you guys so much, and I really appreciate your help on uh, giving me ideas and critiquing the podcast, especially other people, uh, you know, you guys that are listening as well. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. I got to rest my voice. Sure as shit, it's going to be gone for the next few days. Hopefully by Monday, it'll come back. All right, guys. Everybody have a good night or see, you know what? I got to stop saying good night because I don't know when you're listening. So good night, good morning, whatever it is. Ciao.